Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. Spring cleaning is thought of as a time for, as the name says, cleaning. It's a time for decluttering, organizing, and resetting our space. We open up the windows to bring fresh air back in and redistribute the bedding and clothing in order to make way for the new season. We tend to areas that have been neglected and start anew. And while all of that is about your physical space, I know you know it's more than that. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping overwhelmed clients make space for what matters. Join me each episode as we explore ways to live a more proactive, productive life with topics and guests that speak to simplifying, self-awareness, systems, and so much more. I understand overwhelm personally as a fellow multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and in my part of the world, spring cleaning is a popular topic right now, as spring is fighting its way to us, and I am cheering it on. I'm so ready. I live in the Finger Lakes region of New York State, so it's not exactly the no-jacket weather I am yearning for, but the shift in the sunshine alone is changing things up and encouraging me in a huge way, and I want to extend that encouragement to you, as is my mission on this podcast. There's something truly energizing about this time of year, and cleaning and organizing and starting fresh. Spring cleaning is thought of as a time for as the name says, cleaning. It's a time for decluttering, organizing, and resetting our space. We open up the windows to bring fresh air back in and redistribute the bedding and clothing in order to make way for the new season. We tend to areas that have been neglected and start anew. And while all of that is about your physical space, I know you know it's more than that. I encourage you to do the physical cleanup because it has a profound effect on your health and wellness and a connection to your psychological wellness. But while you're in that spring cleaning mode, think about how this ritual can apply to your whole life, outside and in. Spring cleaning is so much more than clearing out a closet and changing our linens. It comes at a time of a seasonal shift and connects to our biology as well, as during winter months we make more melatonin and tend to sleep more due to lack of light. But as the sun becomes more prevalent, our energy increases. It has me wondering if spring cleaning is because we're more energized or if spring cleaning energizes us. And I'm thinking that the answer is what I promise you will be the name of one of my future books and a phrase my family and I say all the time. Why can't it be both? Seasonally, our energy shifts and we want to live more and breathe easier. Yeah, that's two-thirds of the positively productive mantra. Do less, live more, breathe easier. Good catch. So enter spring cleaning, which helps us 
prepare our space and ourselves for a shift into this new season. Part of that preparation is choosing what belongs and what doesn't. And yeah, that's decluttering. Why do we need to declutter? First, let's make sure we're clear on what clutter is. I love to use Peter Walsh's definition that it's what gets in between us and the life we want to live. Think about it. What's blocking you from the life you want to live? That's clutter. When we define it that way, the major impact it has on us is obvious. Clutter causes elevated stress responses, guilt, shame, distraction, and anxiety, and so much more, which we've talked about many times on the podcast. In my OG episode on decluttering with the simple system, I use my framework to help you create your own decluttering framework. In my chat with Crystal Nurple on episode 35, we talk about creating a home you love. I shared my clutter and caregiving story in episode 34 and talked about how it relates to grief with Sherry Trentini in episode 63. And most recently in episode 145, I share with you how decluttering is self-care. Clutter threads through our lives, showing up in both expected and unexpected ways. The physical clutter is tangible and obvious, making you struggle to find things and to have the space to maneuver. But what about emotional clutter? How grief and trauma that you haven't healed from keeps you from living life fully? Or what about the mental clutter of your to-do list that drains you each day? Remember that clutter can be saying yes to something that isn't as important as all the other things you must then say no to, including you. Your clutter might be all the information you allow to get into your head and heart each and every day when you're already so tired. Conversely, even if someone else refers to things in your life as clutter, it doesn't make it so. You get to choose based on the life you're creating. So don't let others' expectations, ironically, become its own form of head clutter for you either. As we declutter, we need to think not only about whether things belong, but also where they come from. Clutter actually increases with the change in seasons, which is another reason spring cleaning is well-timed. Whether it's nature seasons or the seasons in our lives, when we transition, we often bring things with us that don't belong. Does it belong? You've probably heard me use this phrase before. I'm going to ask it if we coach together. I've mentioned it a couple times in this podcast already, and it is the most important question you can ask when it comes to clutter. We'll use that question as a filter for your choices when you consider the three areas I'm going to share with you that I really believe you need to spring clean. Just as we think of decluttering as a physical thing, we think about spring cleaning that way as well, but approaching spring cleaning in a more mindful, mental, and spiritual way is not new. Spring cleaning as a spiritual practice dates back thousands of years from Judeo-Christian and Persian religions to yogic traditions. The common thread in these rituals for spring and spring cleaning is a focus on purifying. And what I love the most is that they're focused not just on purifying the physical living or praying space, but our minds and thoughts. And most importantly, the intent in all of this is to create a space for our spirit or our our light, as I like to call it, to shine bright and for us to function at our very best. 
So let's embrace that intention as we spring clean our life. The three areas you want to consider when spring cleaning your life are purpose, processes, and people. Let's start with purpose. During a time of new beginnings, spring cleaning encourages us to shake off the old and embrace the possibilities and to figure out what still belongs and what doesn't within our whole lives. This is big picture time. While it's important to get granular when it comes to everyday habits and how we organize our lives and our schedules, we must first start with that big picture. When was the last time you asked yourself why you do what you do? All of the things you do. When you answer that question, you address your purpose. Whether you're talking about how you store extra shoes by the door, baking supplies in the oven, or workout gear in the linen closet, or you're talking about your business mission statement and your strategic plans for the remainder of the year, the underlying reason why those things belong, why you do those things, tracks back to your purpose, and you need to repeatedly come back to it to make sure that it's in alignment with who you are and what you're meant to be doing. Making sure your actions track back to your purpose is a prime opportunity to make sure that original filter of yours, that mission and purpose, still makes sense. There's a saying I use with clients, show me your planner and your purchases and I'll show you what you value. Sometimes that can be an ouch, but it's another opportunity to take a look. When you see the things on your schedule and when you see the things that you purchase and that you prioritize, can you say you truly value those things? If you do, keep going. If you don't, it's either time to lock in that purpose that you have and move on to the other areas so that you can align there or change your purpose which you have full permission to do. You are growing and new seasons of life may require a new mission. Either way is fine, as long as your why aligns with you in this moment. The second area to spring clean your life, processes. Processes are a series of actions, events, or changes that lead to a result or a transformation of something. So think about the steps that you take every day not just on your habit tracker, but (laughs) the things that you do, the habits that you create. As we shift into the new of spring, spring cleaning gives us an opportunity to reflect on how we do what we do. There's a story I've shared before of a daughter baking a traditional ham for the family. She would cut off the ends and prepare it just the way her mom taught her. And her child asked her why she did it that way. And she explained that she was taught by her mom. So when they asked her mom, her mom said, well, she did it that way because her mom taught her how to do that. So they went to her grandmother and asked her why she did it that way. And the grandmother laughed and said it was because she didn't have a big enough pan. See, there's nothing inherently wrong with tradition. And I'm a firm believer that if something ain't broke, well, don't fix it. But I'm encouraging you to reflect, to take a closer look, to ask why, to ask how. It's time to review your habits and systems, and especially the steps you take to do the things you do every day. Do you have checklists for projects? Are they still current? It's time to update those, maybe your standard operating procedures and how you're doing things in your business. Do you have habits that no longer apply or serve you anymore? 
Or do you want to create new ones? Like one of my habits that I'm really focused on, especially this quarter, is moving more. Well, sometimes those new habits need the space for you to prioritize them, which means that you need to remove or declutter other lower priority items. Think about your morning or evening routines. Are they still supporting you in the right way? And keep in mind, it can be a challenge to see when something isn't working when it's become a habit, which makes reviewing what you do with objectivity and curiosity especially important. Okay, we're on to the third area to spring clean, and that is people. People? Yes, people. Unless you're a monk or a hermit, you don't live your life fully alone, even if you're a single introvert. And I give you props because you probably do a pretty good job of staying solo. People still play a role in your life. And sometimes those people no longer belong if we want to become our best and to heal and grow. I've been wanting to do an episode on decluttering people. And if you'd like me to do a full episode on that, please message me and let me know. But let's start the conversation now. Jim Rohn famously stated that you are the average of the five people closest to you, suggesting that those with whom you surround yourself have a major influence on your life. And it's absolutely true. But based on what I've read, it may be even greater than that, extending well beyond five people, and the impact could have major health repercussions. But the specifics aren't necessary for purposes of this practice. When you are deciding what belongs and what doesn't, or in this case, who belongs and doesn't, I think you already know the answer. You know how you feel with some people and how you feel with others. With some, you walk away uplifted and excited and encouraged. You could keep chatting for the longest time, even if you're an introvert. Okay, there's probably a limit when you're an introvert, but still, you walk away feeling so good like you want to do that again. But with others, you feel drained and down. If you stop to reflect on that, you know what it's doing to you. And I suspect the hardest part of this is admitting to yourself that it's actually going on because this is people we're talking about, not inanimate objects or even thoughts. So you have to admit it and then do something about it. In episode 118 on seven ways we sabotage our happiness and productivity, number six is spending time with negative people. I want to be clear, I'm not talking about people who are realistic or complain from time to time, otherwise known as human. I'm talking about people who are consistently negative and determined that life won't work. They're the ones who shoot down your ideas and keep you from being your best. And it's tough when you realize these aren't always intentional. Actually, rarely are they intentional. The people in your life are approaching your life with their own baggage and limitations. And we need to declutter what is toxic in our lives. And sometimes it is the people and how they interact with us. It's not only negativity that's a concern. Sometimes people around you act in a way that doesn't serve you, but can influence you. Okay, some examples of this are friends who eat and drink in a way that you don't want to at this point in your life, or fellow entrepreneurs who design and grow their businesses in a way that doesn't feel right for you. You might have a coach or a therapist that you've outgrown or no longer feel aligned with, or family members not acting with your best interests. 
I realized that relationships are complicated, like Facebook complicated, and you cannot always step away from certain people in your life. But I would encourage you, as you do this reflection practice, to limit your interaction wherever possible, and then work to protect yourself when you do have to interact with people who are negative for you. For example, when it comes to unsupportive family members that you have to see at a holiday, and you don't have to, but I understand if you feel compelled or obligated, and that's not something you can get out of right now. You coming into it with an understanding that they have their own issues and limitations may help you disconnect from the impact of their words and actions. Limiting your exchange and what you share with them can also help. And making time for those who do support you, that can help your energy too. Purpose, processes, and people. Those are the three areas I want you to reflect on today. Does that surprise you? Were you thinking something else that was going with closets and garages? Or does it make sense when you stop to think about it? These areas, in a very simple way, cover your whole life and make you consider how to spring clean in a different, more universal way. But because this is such a big umbrella that we're working with, I want you to consider starting with just one. So think about it. Which one needs the most attention for this new season in your life? Start with that. And then once you build up momentum, then you can keep going. Maybe check out the other areas and surround yourself with the support and the space you need to shine. And if you could use some extra support to declutter and design this life, this new season, may I invite you to message me? I'd love to cheer you on. We can jump on a discovery call to see what coaching options might fit for you and your needs, or maybe make a recommendation of something else. Or if you're really curious and you want to jump in and try it out, may I invite you to book a productivity boost session. In this speed round style session, you'll see what coaching is like, get clear on next best steps, and get a boost of productivity to encourage and inspire. You can go to positivelyproductive.com slash boost, B-O-O-S-T, and be sure to use the promo code podcast for a very special listener discount. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.